and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm here with Cormac Fox from Vico Films. You co-founded that? Yeah, myself, Peter Foote and Michael Doherty. You've just been named the EFP producer on the move in Cannes this year, which is amazing. Yeah, really excited about that. So I'm really looking forward to it. If you could first give us a little bit about your own background. Sure, sure, sure. So as I was saying at the start just there that myself, Peter, Michael set up the company. Um, We've been going good on about 15 years now. Um, started off with short films um, kind of moved towards feature film production now last couple of years off the back of the success of Young Offenders we've turned that into a TV series with BBC which every single person so, um, in the whole world has seen <laughs> it gets even to the point where um, see I'm originally from Cork yeah so again I know people that worked on it because uh, I'm from Cork and it's yeah. very very small um, but I went to see it in the cinema um, and I went to see a press screening of it and I said it to Steve and I was like, I love this film. This is amazing. It's the nicest film. And I've never, ever, 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 ever done this. But I said, if you get an evening screening ticket, give me that because I want to go again. <laughs> again, I can't stress Excellent. how I've never done that. So I brought my mom and then she loved it. Great, great, great. Yeah, so um, off the back of that, we're now doing a lot of TV stuff as well. So yeah, so we're focused on both feature and uh, TV series. And did you guys kind of graduate film school around the same time together or how did you meet? Yeah, exactly. So myself and Peter, we met in college in Dunleary in the film, National Film School. Yep. And then Michael Doherty is a, a weird, uh, reasonably long And is this the critic, Michael no, Doherty, no, or just someone with the same name? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was Googling him trying to find photos and I was like, is that him? So I met yeah. Michael when I was, uh, what was I, probably 16 or 17, working part-time in a hairdresser's. And he used to come in for his haircut. Uh, Well, it's very handy that you have those skills, especially starting out as a producer, because you can be like... Well, I I didn't cut. I was a washer and a a take the money, which is helpful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The take the money part's helpful. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Michael had said to us, he was about to go away traveling around the world, actually, for a couple of years. And uh, he said, oh, if you want to set up a company. So I'd met Peter in college and then um, reached out to Michael when he came back to Dublin. And that's how we set up the company. Um, well, I was going to ask you how you did the leap from shorts to feature, but I know the story of um, The Young Offenders very well. Was that yeah. your first kind of feature length? That was, so myself and Peter. you did King of the Travelers we, was before? Yeah, we yeah. did King of the Travelers and then we did a uh, micro-budget sci-fi called Dark by Noon, yeah. which would have played in Galway. I don't recall, to be honest, exactly. Maybe 2013, 2014, something like that. And then we actually, the year of Young Offenders was a very strange one because we actually had three films um, that yeah. same year. Um, and they all actually played down at the Flash. So one was obviously Young Offenders. The other was a co-production we did with a Belgian company uh, called History's Future, which um, had um, Mark Halloran in the lead. And so that played in Galway. And then we also did, uh, I'd worked on Samson's um, film, A Dark Song, which is a horror film with Liam Gavin. So, um, so after that... Then our next film would have been... Yeah, they just they would have been all features. So you, yeah. you would have gone from no features to three features at the exact same time? Yeah, it was weird timing. Very weird timing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, none, short films, TV stuff maybe? Or would that, yeah, the yeah. TV. We were doing... We, like, we have a hidden camera show called Senior Moments with RTE. Yeah. We've done a couple of... I remember of, seeing um, that actually, yeah. We've done a series and a half of that, or a Christmas special in a series. Um, what else were we doing at that stage? We, we, you know, we put our hand in some corporate video work, but that was quite a long time back. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, 
I suppose in some way you could say it was a barren period between, say, King of the Travelers and, yeah. and 2016 when we were in development a lot. Projects that nearly happened didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of frustrating, obviously. But we just persevered. And, um, yeah, we had those films out, as I say, in 2016. Um, and then off the back of that. So, you know, we talked about Young Offenders, whether it would be a sequel, whether we do another film or... Yeah. And then, um, you know, obviously it got picked up in, to be in a TV series. And that's amazing. And it's become such a phenomenon now in the UK. So even my um, my uncle lives in the UK and has two completely English daughters. And they were so excited to come back for Christmas <laughs> last year because they were like, I want to see where this is filmed. This is where this is. I want to go to the English market. <laughs> so to actually see the places, like it's really resonated with um, people over there and it's yeah. because it's such a warm story. Did you guys ever foresee like I mean again even if you think about it it made 1.3 million in the box office yeah. like Irish films rarely make much money let alone no, recap sure. a, a, like more than what it cost which is incredible did you guys know it was going to be a phenomenon or did you as no you I mean it? Peter's amazing so we had obviously lots of confidence that yeah um that the film is going to be strong I think and obviously Peter was down in Cork with Julie and they were shooting away um and, you know, I was watching some of the rushes that were coming in and you could yeah. tell there was some really kind of special stuff going on with that. And I think it wasn't maybe until Galway the previous year, so 2015, that Peter put together um, a short sizzle reel or maybe even was it 10 or 15 minutes of footage. And he'd shown a couple of people like Patrick O'Neill and Wildcard who ended up picking up for distribution. Yeah. So it was at that stage people started getting really excited. And I think it was around that time as well that we were talking to Screen Ireland about completion funding. So I think it was around then we were like, but, you know, you, you still never know because there's so many great films uh, out there that, that don't unfortunately make money. So even if you think you've got a nice film or something that's yeah. working well, you just don't know. Um, but, you know, we, we, we had high hopes. But yeah. no, no, none of us, including Patrick, never we never thought it was going to do as well as it has. And again, like a complete phenomenon and kind of going overseas and, and traveling so well over there. We, it, it's incredible. And you kind of, I felt so proud of it though, even though I had no involvement, whatever. I was like, <laughs> you know, because you see it at the very beginning, you're like, oh, this is amazing and get very attached to it. But it was such a gorgeous, warm story. Um, was it self-funded or was it... Yeah, it so really a, we funded ourselves, Peter and Michael um, and then then also the film board or had to go on screen Ireland came on board oh, yeah. for completion funding yeah so yeah so it was um you know it was sort of a passion project that Peter really wanted to do while we're in the midst of kind of developing other things yeah um so yeah so it was um yeah so it was exactly and as a producer so I know there's it's kind of like it's it's almost like a quite a broad term and it can mean certain things and certain projects and um, you know, on a on a shorter film, you'd be doing a lot more. What, like, if you're looking for a project, how do you find something? Like, do you go in search of writers, or do you guys always kind of work within your own, um, you know, in your own body of work as a team? Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess it's a bit of everything, really. Yeah. We should do what I'd like to do more of is going out actively to find projects. So, you know, optioning novels and books and finding not really interesting articles in newspapers. Does, does something about true stories that really resonate with us. Um, yeah. Like Young Offenders was inspired by a true story. One of our other projects we're developing, Sorry, you have a true story. There's something about true stories that we really like. So there's so many interesting news articles. So I'd love to have more time to go out and do that. Yeah. A lot of the time, it's 
lots of people approaching us with their projects and you're trying yeah. to find time and you're trying to find you know a, a project that kind of resonates and yeah. there's so many good projects out there and there's so many good projects you don't have time to look at and you kind of I yeah. end up because I feel like I'm I need to be there as an enabler to try and help like I feel there's a a compulsion or a guilt that I have to <laughs> I feel compelled to get things made so if something comes in and it's really strong I, I naturally want to see it made and, and yeah. sometimes maybe I'm my own worst enemy because we start looking at too many projects but um uh yeah so it, it's a bit of both really i think now i'm more drawn probably to finding to going to, to a maybe a, to a talent so like say going to a director or to a writer and saying what do you have and, and let's try and work on something yeah um because for example there would have been scripts i've read that maybe i would have thought oh i'm not quite sure about that script and then actually ends up getting made and you're like ah oh, well with that director attached you could, that that's why it worked so well as well so yeah um i think that's you know trying to find people that we want to work with and that we yeah. really like working with in the past and trying to, you know, see what else we can get going with them. And how involved would you be as a producer in the beginning stages? So just say you have a script, you love the premise of it. Would you maybe give notes first? Would you option it first and then give notes? What would yeah. be the kind of process there if, if you are starting that relationship with a writer? Um, well, yeah, I always give notes um, yeah. pretty early on. We will, I mean, we'll, we will, we often might option it too early on. I mean, we probably should, but we don't <laughs> often until we're about to kind of start approaching financiers for development funding. Yeah. And we, you know, realize well, we need to put something down on paper. Quid pro quo, um, then it's, um, you're, they're getting notes. Yeah. It's a, it's, I suppose it's a spit and a handshake exactly. deal. Yeah. And exactly. until the money's in. So yeah so what anyway. we'll do is we'll you know well, it depends if obviously if they're here in ireland we can easily go meet them or even in, if they're in the uk but yeah. you know there's quite a few projects that we're looking at say that, that originate from the states or from canada or australia off the back of this we did an australian co-pro recently so we've got a couple of other australians talking to us so then you know you, you probably read the script then i would jump on a skype with them normally yeah. and then see how that goes and then follow it up with some notes probably afterwards and do you have, so you've worked with a, a, an Australian co-production or like on a co-production, do you have like a solid contact there that you would have reached out to if you found the right project? Or is it a case of you found a project that was in Australia or they reached out to you? Like how does that kind of happen? Is it an organic thing? Is it something that's structured, those co-financing deals? Yeah, like I would definitely reach out to so Closer Productions in Adelaide or the company we worked with. Um so yeah, they'd be my first port of call, to be honest, because we know them so well and we trust them and they're great to work with. So we'd love to work with them again. Um, like that, that's a film called Animals that played in Sundance yeah. um, earlier this year. And that had a weird kind of origin where Sarah Brocklehurst, who was, who was the originating producer on it, who's English, she had optioned the book, which was initially set in Manchester. And then she brought it over to us. We'd actually met her at the flat, the year of the Young Offenders. Um, she was on the Guiding Lights program at that stage. And we got talking to her then maybe six months later. I think she was having some difficulty getting finance from England. So we were going to shoot it in Ireland, pretend it's Manchester. Yeah. And she had an Australian director on at that stage, Sophie Hyde, who is part of Closer Production. So that was the link into them. And then in Great. the end, we ended up just setting the project actually in Dublin. Yeah. So that was, that was the way that kind of co-production came together. That's excellent. And... What's the kind of plan now for um, going over to Cannes? Is it like, how does the producers on the move thing work? Do you go over with a few kind of projects in the back pocket and hope to make connections? Yeah. Or are, they, are you going to be mentored on them? 
Yeah, I don't know how much the mentoring... I think there is a mentoring taking place. There's like, we go over on the... The program seems the heaviest in terms of um, schedules and activities on the Friday. Yeah. Um, There's something on every day, though, but normally kind of centered more around lunchtime and networking um, events and receptions. On the Friday, there is a series, I think, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. of just kind of meetings with financiers and talks. So I think we get to stand up and we everyone who's applied, applied with a project. So we had applied with this project, Sorry Ever Calling. Um, yeah. So I think I should talk to some of the previous producers on the move, actually, yeah, to find just out to see what, exactly what, what happens. Kind of, yeah. But um, I think we're, yeah, we're going to be set up to meet, you know, one-on-ones with financiers and sales agents. Um, obviously, each project needs different, you know, requirements, whether it's finance or co-production partners or sales agents. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that's... That's I believe that's the plan anyway, but it should be good. Looking forward. So lots to of card gathering and lots of getting card people's gathering. information. Yeah, what stuff, I need yeah. to really do is before, because you get so caught up, because um, we're shooting, we're about to go into series two and three of Young Offenders, the end yeah. of May, and we're in the middle of shooting um, an international crime thriller series set in London, which is shooting wow. in Belgium at the moment. So yeah. it's just that all takes up so much time, but it's so important to kind of free your diary, like coming up to Cannes and go, okay, I actually need to work on the slate and. Yeah you know, sit there in front of a screen and try and not even look at emails and phones and just go, uh, okay, what are we developing? Oh yeah. How can we pitch that? What do we need? And just look at our projects. Um, cause I was saying earlier on in some way we nearly have too many sometimes. And one of the notes that I've heard from speakers to when they're talking about how they operate their successful businesses, try and focus down and yeah. prior, really prioritize. So that's what I need to do. Cause you know, you want to go over with a handful of film projects and, and television projects, but just to be really clear about what you're what your what you're asking is. for, yeah. yeah. But as a as a producer, how many f- things are you working on at any moment that just might not happen as well? That the financing doesn't come through, like yeah. I mean, I guess you're working everything. You hope at all it's going to happen. Yeah. But gosh, if everything happened, you would uh, you'd never be able to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a tricky one. Um, yeah. I mean, we probably have five or six um yeah at least five or six kind of tv projects at very early stages of development yeah um feature film wise probably a similar amount we've got a couple i think we've got three co-productions that are already have some finance attached that we're minority partners on that will be going to screen ireland with over the next kind of six months um and trying to get you know, one of them wants to shoot later this year, a couple of them for next year. So, yeah. and then I'm kind of have to leave my options open, obviously, to see what happens from Cannes. I'm hoping to yeah. find some some new projects as well. So, and when there's three people kind of involved in a company and almost different disciplines and on different projects, I presume, mm-hmm. and different roles at different times, yeah. um, how often do you guys kind of get to sit down in a room and and you know shoot the breeze and? Yeah, Think not about enough. Things. Yeah, yeah, not enough to be honest. We kind of say that we we should always we should be catching up a lot more on conference yeah. calls and Skypes. But I mean, I speak to Peter um, several times a week. He's down in the Cork office, so yeah. um, prepping for Young Offenders at the moment. So, um, but Michael, I see. Yeah, I see him occasionally, but he's you know he's outside. He's there as a kind of a business guru, uh, investor, financier. Um, he's not, you know, involved in really the day-to-day running of the company as such. So um, it wouldn't be, 
he probably doesn't like me saying it, but yeah. it wouldn't be as important for me to catch up with Michael on a regular basis as it would be for me and Peter to keep talking on a regular basis. We just, you know, Michael's obviously really curious as what's going on and really passionate to see our projects happen, but yeah. um, we don't, yeah, we don't really need to catch up kind of on a daily basis because he's not hands on on the projects. He just wants to know that yeah. everything's progressing and, um, yeah. I'm working safe. on things. Yeah. And, with regards um getting financing for a TV series like obviously the young offenders was a huge success and it's it's hardly a bet but it, is it like is the process incredibly different because I pres- I know you approach the say the film board but approaching the BBC or the BI is there a lot of different um procedures in that or is yeah. it similar enough Yeah yeah there is yeah I mean it's nearly a, in a funny way nearly a whole kind of separate skill set to the the kind of pitching and developing that kind of creative side um the whole you know all the funds and the deadlines and you know when the decisions will be made and you're trying to kind of strategize that and just even the actual filling of the application form is such an undertaking as well and, and getting all the materials together so yeah so we had bai funding previously on king of the travelers yeah. um so we'd gone through that previously um i mean the great thing like screen ireland are so supportive so it's never um arduous kind of working with them yeah. it's always you know they're really flexible and obviously you have to abide by deadlines and everything like yeah. that but um they're great because you can you know go in and have a have a chat about a certain project and and kind of you know then decide when when it might be best to apply for funding and um yeah and then the, yeah i mean the 401 is the tax credit is a, a minefield at times because the same system just changed and recently you get more now if you have a woman in the writing and or directing role as well isn't it like you yeah, can access more yeah, yeah 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 that's right that's right um and like it's we're kind of we're happy with the fact we've done so obviously sophie who did animals is female fiona tan is female who we did history's future with we did a feature doc actually with um david Kavanagh's partner cecily brennan um with the arts oh, council yes, yeah um called devil's pool actually which i should have mentioned earlier yes plug it all <laughs> um so yeah, so we're kind of happy that we're working and, and a lot of the projects we have in development have female writers and directors as well. So um, Excellent, so yeah, get an extra few excited. bob as well. Yeah, like a recent project we just got development funding, Invisible, is uh, written by a new writer friend. Um, so yeah, delighted to continue in that vein. And so for, so obviously now things are going swimmingly for you and you had your three features in one, um, one year. With regards like prior to this when you were kind of building building up obviously young offenders completely proved it and obviously mm-hmm. you had three great films that year um up till that point was it a bit of a struggle getting funding or was it just harder because you didn't have that proven track record or, or yeah, but i mean you had I mean, tv shows and shorts and things under your belt yeah we did like we did a lot of shorts we did do a lot of shorts yeah. um and film boards it's hard for me to say well. i don't know if it's like I don't know if it's that we found it difficult to get funded from what was the Irish Film Board at the time. It was more whether we had the right project. For what they were, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose um, they have a slate that they have to consider as well that we're not necessarily Yeah, like we've to. had development for several features with them that are still, you know, being developed as much as, I mean, a couple have probably dropped off, but there's yeah. still several who were like, there's one where, you know, started 10 years ago and it's still on the slate. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah, no, I wouldn't say it. Like, I definitely wouldn't say it to do with the film board making yeah. a bad decision on a project. Oh. I think it's more that we just maybe haven't had a project that's been ready to, to go to in go. for funding and yeah. we've been developing it or, or 
got ourselves busy doing something else or i mean i guess those yeah as you say in 2016 those kind of co-pros kept us busy yeah um yeah they did keep us busy so because i'm just i'm just asking sort of on behalf of you know like maybe producers or people that are putting in projects and they're maybe like what you know what sort of things are they looking for and if i prove myself if i do a project myself is that a better way to get their attention that's successful and but i suppose you've done all of those things but you had already a proven track record with them before going in yeah like i think it is it's really hard the development funding at the moment because there's so many I'm not sure exactly how many, but I feel there's like at least 50 that goes in a month and they can only pick whatever five or something. So it's... um, Sure, I know in the film-based ones um, that were run years ago, like they would get 300, you know, and one or two gets funded. Yeah, and it could be more than 50 at this stage, I'm not sure. Like they recently, they've they've added to what you need to do now to apply for development funding for... Prior to development funding, you have to put in a treatment as well now, which you didn't used to have to um, do. You could put a script or a treatment. So there are they've made it a little bit more, um, you know, demanding just to make people think yeah. about it a lot more before they apply. But God, um, I remember uh, submitting for like focus shorts or whatever they were yeah, at the time, the yeah. short shorts, and like the application for a three minute film was this thick, which I, I don't know how yeah. to describe that because it's a podcast. <laughs> it was about like two inches thick. It was like 60 pages or something. Yeah. It was mad. But. Yeah. And some of the European funds, like the creative uh, Europe fund, you know, Euromash, the applications are crazy. And as a producer, I think again, now that you're sort of broken through and you're like, watch oh, it. And you know, if you apply for things that you'll probably be more likely to get them rather than if you're starting off and you have to prove yourself first, like it's a lot of paperwork. If you don't know if you're yeah, going to get it, sure. you're just kind of your fingers yeah. crossed. And I think yeah. in previous iterations of, of screen Ireland, the project execs would have had a bit more leeway, I think in terms of like meeting informally outside yeah. of rounds and, and, you know, maybe reading something ahead of an application and trying to give you a steer. Whereas now it's it's very much like they really don't have the time to do that. And I think it's difficult for them to do it. So you kind of have to go through the formal application process before you really know where you where you stand on a project. And if you could um, maybe go back in time to yourself when you just graduated film school and maybe give yourself a bit of advice when it is when it comes mm. to submitting for funding or doing project plans, what would you say? Um, boom, boom, boom. What would I say? That's a question then. So just about the actual production, yeah, yeah. the project application. Any other insights are interesting? I'm sure there's people out there going. I mean, I guess one yeah. of the questions I always ask myself is when we finished college, we went straight into setting up the company. Yeah. And, you know, it did take us, I suppose, now it's 15 years later. Yeah. And I was wondering what would have happened, say, if I joined a, you know, a production company and worked my way up and then branched off and set up the company. Yeah. Would that have, like sped up the learning curve and then on the other hand people have said to me now because you, you you got that experience of doing all those shorts and yeah. you know you're better off for that now but like that's one of the things I always wonder would it because it's been it feels like it's been a long path because we were kind of guiding ourselves for the first time without you know you weren't learning from another like very experienced kind of veteran yeah you know producer who was had been running the company for 15 years before you kind of get involved so we were all kind of learning it for the first time as we went um but, you know, 
Maybe There's, in hindsight, it's better to have done it that way. Yeah. And but. probably you don't lose your kind of hunger as quickly or get jaded or anything yeah. like that. You kind of just go like, it's really nice. You know, rather than someone who's kind of at the top for a long time, kind yeah. of they can see the, the flaws and things. Sure. So it's kind of nice that everyone's like, we're going to make amazing films. <laughs> and you keep like that optimism together. Yeah. There's not like, oh no, but this is very hard, lads. Yeah. I Which think the, big, the key <laughs> has been perseverance as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's hard. Like I play piano and teach piano part time. So it was great to have a kind of a fallback yeah. income, um, which I could kind of rely on during, like, like I don't do it anymore, but, um, it was, yeah, it was just really helpful the last kind of 15 years to have that as a, as something, not, 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 yeah. not, not a huge amount of money, <laughs> but it was just something to, to kind of bridge you know. a few financial gaps exactly. and things like yeah. it does like it gets a bit costly and i'd say a lot of people have the day job you find something yeah. that's flexible and that's you know you don't yeah. hate and that pays okay yeah. and you know you kind of let that carry it through yeah. until you're making that solid income yeah. and i think it helps as well if you've three people a good attitude and kind of like a solid belief because a lot of it is just running at a wall until it just breaks and yeah. then you're like okay yeah let's, let's get in <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah I guess the other thing is to try and make sure you're really passionate about the project you select yeah, um, and make sure you do it for the right reasons. Like sometimes we'll do a bit of being projects in the past that maybe come in and you hear there's already maybe some finance attached to it. Yeah. Um, or you just want to work with someone because you kind of get on well, but then, yeah, you're not really sure maybe about the project. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you, like I think, for example, as I was saying, if we were to narrow down our slate, I could, I should probably really kind of you know nearly go like okay if these were the 10 on the a table and i took away which would be the least painful to take away out of those 10 yeah. and then kind of really see are these the kind of core ones so i think that would probably be some you know advice as well just really like because they do take so long the projects you really want to make sure you're 100 percent um happy with what it's going to be and the director and the, yeah. the script and um, you know, obviously take the time to get the script right as well because it's a lot of i know sometimes but sure didn't peter write wasn't he kind of continually writing the young offenders like as he was going yeah. nearly like last minute yeah. i was like oh it's so funded was this a passion project that was on his <laughs> table for years and we yeah. interviewed him for phil marley he was like no no sure we were still writing it's just it's yeah, like oh yeah. my god yeah because peter yeah. hadn't like he'd been quite well known to the film we're back in 2003 2004 2007 eight, like when we were doing the shorts we are grad short in college it was a film called carpenter's clumsy wife which got into venice and um, yeah. won a prize there and Screen Ireland or Film Board at that stage gave us some festival or marketing support. Yeah. And then he did another short with Robbie Sheen in 2007. So, yeah, so he went off and did a lot of TV work with TV3 and RT at the time. So, you know, the, I think we'd spoken a little bit about... He got some development funding from... Like, Rory Gilmartin was a huge supporter of his um, when he was in the Film Board. And we'd had some development funding for Peter for a script. But I think at the stage, he just wanted to get something made. And yeah. um, he just wrote, yeah young offenders himself and went off to cork and shot it so and it's great yeah but he was great like it was yeah. like you know all about young offenders anyway but the fact that we were able to keep such a small team mm. had the flexibility of like you know if it was pissing rain then you know we moved and shoot another day it wasn't going to cost kind of like 10 grand to move a day's shooting for example so um, yeah that, that's true yeah. and it does look like Cork is the most sunniest place on the whole planet. <laughs> when you look at that, all the drone yeah. shots and like yeah. there's like three yeah. clouds in the sky. It's very deceptive. <laughs> <laughs> People are watching in America and come over and visit. Yeah. 
And um, so, are you excited about going over to Cannes? Are you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah do you yeah, have your cards great. printed and your? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Your pitch is ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cards are ready. I was at a thing called Series Mania in France maybe two months ago, and then two days before that, I realized, oh no, the cards are run out. So, so I've got loads of cards ready now for Cannes. So. That's um, yeah, it'll be fun. The writer of the Stereo Project, he's coming over. And um, yeah, I'll be meeting yeah, a, a bunch of kind of co-producers we're working with and, um, you know, going around networking and going to some of these receptions and, you know, pretending it's all work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> Having a few glasses of wine and maybe catching a film, yeah. <laughs> possibly. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll see. We'll thank see. you so much again for coming in and chatting with us. You're, You're so welcome. good to do it ahead. I hope you have an amazing time and that you get so much money for that project. <laughs> thank you. you deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you. Cheers. 